Is that actually control or is that intention? everybody, this is Dr. Chad Hawk and Matt Dowd, and we are Renegade Atlas, charting a new path for your life. So today, we're continuing with part two of what we titled as platitudes, right? Those yeah. things that we think about that um, we hold to be true, and we may not have really digested to know if they are true. Right, yeah. Matt? Right. Just stuff that we say, you know, that that bounces off our out of our mouths, rolls off our tongue, but... It sounds true, but is it really? Or do, does it mean what we think it means? Right. Is it helping us ultimately? Right, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so one of the, the, the big, if we will say it this way, the elephant in the room with right. this one is, is God in control? Right. And now <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to explore this. Yeah. Our job is not to answer the question for you. Yeah. And just to be like really clear about what <clears throat> what we're talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is um number one, it's the that saying like God is in control that you could like stick on a bumper sticker, you know, or whatever. That was the initial thought I think yeah, that kicked or off this whole thing. Or something. Right, like God is in control. Okay, what does that mean? And in my mind at least, I am not questioning God. What I'm questioning is people. <laughs> like our own perspective on things and what we think versus what we actually believe. Like, is, is it a real belief and a guiding principle or is that, you know, is that an idea that's actually based in truth or is there a way that we interpret it that, that actually could be slightly misleading? Yeah. You know, or, you know, and, create and a problem. The example I think we gave last show is if we say God is in control, then somebody who may have a tenuous relationship with God or not believe in God can yeah. say, well, if he is, then why does he Look let at all bad things happen? happen? Right. You know, why did the virus break out and this, you know, all these people have been, have lost their jobs. The world's economy is in the tank. Right. Um, Why would God, if he's in control, that's evil. Yeah. Doesn't seem like he's doing a very good job or like he actually cares very much. Right. Yep. And then, right, on the other, the flip side of it was someone who follows God, you know, who believes in God and, you know, understands that supposedly God is looking out for our best interests ultimately (laughs) then why is he allowing these bad things to happen to me or to the world you know right or to my family yeah right it's affecting me personally and i'm gonna hang on to this idea that god's in control but it sure doesn't feel like it right now so how do i deal with that and what about if god is in control do i have free will oh man oh gosh (laughs) <laughs> I was really, these all I mean that is an important question. It, to, it all totally. revolves around the same idea. Yeah, is he controlling in in such a way that we just think we have free will? Now, I think now you've opened up like a whole nother. Well, which is the whole purpose of this show, right? <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have to keep it reined into some <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> or we'll just <laughs> like 9 weeks later, part yeah. 9 yeah, of platitudes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, these are the big questions, though, you know, the existential, what is the meaning of life kind of questions. And, and these are really important to think about. And if you've never d- um, considered or discussed them, mm-hmm. it's one of the, I hope this topic allows you to spur on those discussions with your friends, family, right, whatever. So what we talked about doing here is not trying to prove a, you know, a concrete solution or answer because... There probably isn't one, especially that we could get to in the next 35 minutes. 
But let's just talk about what we found as we researched this topic. Right. You know, in Scripture primarily. Um, what does the Bible actually say about God being in control, you know? And and then we'll let our listeners draw their own conclusions. Exactly. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, like, why don't you kick it off? What's, what did you find when you looked? Well, um, if we can go to John 15, verse 16, if we will. Um, it says, you did not chose me, but I chose you. And uh, this is Jesus's words here. Okay? okay. Yeah. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So that has the connotation that God has called and purposed you and created you for mm-hmm. something very specific. And the yeah. the implication is it's God who is in control to allow you to move into something or to do what your life. So here's my question for you on that one. Is that actually control or is that intention? I'm just, yeah. I, no, but I mean, I think yeah. this is how to dig into it. Um, to me, this is how we dig yeah. into it. Like, does that, is he controlling us? Like, is he choosing us and like we didn't realize it, but we didn't have a choice in the matter? Or did he intend us for something and we step into it or don't? So how does that work? I, I, I don't know. But you might say and th- when it all shakes out, what's the distinction? Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, when it all comes down to it, is there a difference between, um, let, let's use an example from a child, a parent and child relationship. Okay. Okay. Um, if you parent your child and you say, go clean your room, and they're an obedient child, they go clean their room. Okay. If you parent your child and they're not an obedient child, maybe you haven't, you know, we all rebel at times mm-hmm. and they don't go clean their room, you will harp on them until they go clean their room. They're going to control their, your, 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 you may give them, un, you're not telling them they have a choice. They can make the choice not to do it, but you're eventually going to make them clean their room. Huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not sure if I agree, actually, but okay. You can beat them into submission, and I'm not advocating child abuse in any way. No. Until they go clean their room. You can remove their Xbox, their PlayStation, their, uh, you know, the rights to go do all these things until the room is clean. So you force them to go clean their room. Okay. Likewise, you can say, go clean their room, and they go clean it. Okay. And there's peace in the home. Either way, the room's getting cleaned. But couldn't you say that, like, some people never clean their room? I mean, so my, my, here's my view of God in this one is that he will offer or he will instruct, lead, guide, ask a, a, the child to clean their room, knowing that if they will, there's some, there's some good reason. Like it benefits them of course in their life, does. but they might never do it. And he, I believe he's going to consent to let them never do it. He's not going to change his request or his leading of them. But what if they never did it? Well, what about if the child was predestined to always be able to clean their room? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're going to jump into predestination with this idea if we Uh go down that path. um, Because as hard as it is to talk about those ideas, um, some kids will comply and they will, and and the parents know that they're going to be, my daughter, I'm just going to pick on my daughter, okay? She's out of the house. She owns her own house. She's living all on her own. 
Um, she was very compliant in like 99% of her things in life. The hardest thing we ever had to do, and again, she's so quiet and so compliant, was when she got to be about a teenager, mm-hmm. we could not get her to clean her room well. Right. So she just kept her door closed. Okay. Now the thing is, in her own home, her room is clean. She went through a phase of rebellion where she did not, she didn't like lash out at us and yeah. she didn't, it was never, it was, it drove my wife nuts because Kate's a neat freak, right? Yeah. But um, the byproduct of that is she now keeps her room totally clean because it's in her own house. But she learned that behavior when she was young. Was she predestined to always clean her room? I don't have a clue. Oh yeah, I don't know either. But to me, see now th- that perfectly supports my theory in this, which is God will consent to let us make our own choices and deal with our own consequences. And there will there may come a time in our lives when we realize that his ways are better than ours and we start quote unquote cleaning our room for for to stick with the example. So like your daughter went through her phase of rebellion. I can relate to that, right? Like I want to do things my own way and I still do a lot of the time want to, you know? And then and God lets me do that until I come to the point of realization that, oh, the way that he has laid out is so much better. Why don't I just do it that way and I clean it up, so to speak? So, but think about the 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 responsibility that's put on you if you're the one who's totally 100% in control, okay? If our choices matter, but they don't determine our future, okay? Uh, oh, let me let me change what I just said there. Our choices matter, but they don't determine our future, Okay. Okay. If they determine our future, that would absolutely bring paralysis to you. Okay. How so? Because everything is a knife edge experience. That's where God's grace overrides our own control over everything we have. Because if God is in control, then we can relax. His will will be worked out. Romans 8, 28. Interesting. It's it's funny because I think what we're doing is we're talking about the word control with like two different definitions even, which oh. I think is what happens in like, this is exactly the problem that we're trying to, this is good. This is good because I think we're uncovering where the issue lies. Like the word control, what do we even mean when we say it? Right? Yeah. Like if you're saying that God's purposes, he will work them out no matter what we do, then yes, I agree. But that to me, that's not control. What that is, is creativity and ingenuity and intention. And he is so amazingly brilliant that he's able to work out his plan no matter what we do. So how but about that's the, not control to me. Okay, okay. I, I would say, I would argue it is, okay. but that's just my perspective right, right, on the right. idea of control. But I think you'll absolutely agree with this. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I owe you a pound of Shenandoah <laughs> well, Joe. Okay. okay? Um, God sets his plans, but doesn't... Um, but doesn't do them despite our choices, but through our actions. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So this is, yes, totally. Yep. Like we can't derail God's plan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No matter what we do. We, right. We can nuke the whole thing and still his he's going to accomplish his purposes. Exactly. Yes. But to me, that's not control. That's the beauty of this whole thing. I think why I love digging into it, because we think when I think of control, it's like it's supposed to look the way I want it to look. Like right now, I want my circumstance to change right now. If I were in control, I would not that's have COVID nineteen. See that that's what that's the whole thing though. Yeah. If you were in control, and I would say no, we are having COVID nineteen right now because God is in control. Yeah, 
Well, interesting. Okay. So say more about that. Well, it's it. I would say that we have life, death, opportunity, marriage, suffering, pain, um, joy, roast beef for dinner tonight because God is in control. Okay. Okay. Despite whatever I choose, I can rest assured knowing that God is working his plan out in my life. His plan, not my plan, his plan out in my life because he is in control, not me. Because on my own devices, if I left it all up to me, it would be a miserable failure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just going back to the word control. I think that's where maybe I, maybe it's just me that's stuck on it. Because to me, that's not him controlling things. That's him letting things play out and working his purposes anyway. Do you see the difference of what I'm saying? You know what I think? What? I think you're an anarchist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so let's go. And there's another difference in the way that we've thought about this, which I think is pretty interesting, is that you're talking about the individual and like individual life. And I've always been thinking about this question in terms of sort of globally. And I, th- I would say there's no difference. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, because like, let's see here. Let me flip over to the we, verses we gotta, that I found. We, yeah, we got to pull out the scripture on this yeah, one, yeah. right? I mean, so I, here, I'm just going to give my shorthand versions of some of the scripture I looked sure. up instead of reading the whole thing. Yeah, right? got it. But like when I Googled God is in control scripture verses, I just said, Google, show me verses about God in control. Gotcha. God is in control. There were zero that said the words, God is in control. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So then, but what there were, were a whole bunch of like reassurances and talking about who God is and what he will do in our circumstances. So for example, Psalm 115 basically says, trust in the Lord. He is our help and shield. Okay. So he's in the circumstance with me, protecting me, helping me. Uh, Genesis 50, 20, the story of Joseph in Egypt where he says to his family, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. So even though you made choices that on the surface, they hurt me, they looked bad, God worked it all for this grand purpose that he had, which was to feed nations in the time of famine, right? And uh, there's a whole bunch of consequences of that or whatever um, results. Isaiah 41.10, do not fear, I will strengthen you and help you. There's that role again. Um, And really, it kind of goes on and on. A lot of the Old Testament stuff is about that. Like, God is my strength, shield, protector, helper. And there's also times when you read about in the Old Testament where the Lord is in control of the circumstances. Where he directly intervenes. And and he allows, like, we'll pick on Pharaoh, for example. That's an example when the Israelites were were in Egypt, right? God allowed that to happen. He didn't allow it. He controlled that to happen mm-hmm. so that it would deliver the Israelites into their new land that he promised. He promised for them. Say that again. He allowed it to happen. A just holy God uh-huh. used the pain and suffering that the Israelites experienced right. for his purposes and plans, the control over his creation (laughs) okay okay you yeah okay well used it i totally agree like that happened and he and that doesn't make him an evil god no not at all no i think that it's i think it's amazing because then if you flip over to the new testament where and you just look at jesus life and like the philosophy that he preached and lived out 
right? You, you hear him saying things like, when your enemy strikes you, turn the other cheek and let him strike that one as well, right? Or when you're asked to carry a burden, don't just carry I'm, it one mile, carry it two. Okay, how does that relate to how God is in control or not in He's control? He's saying don't even try to control the situation. Right. The way to win in the situation is to submit, to surrender. Right. But rather than trying to grasp control. Right. But the Lord is the one who's in control, not us. So that goes to the point where it's saying we can't control our own outcomes. So are you saying that he's like causing the Roman soldier to? He very well could. Well, that's interesting because I think that's. that's... I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'm, he yeah. could. He could not. I, I'm. Well, if we're not going to try to get to the bottom of whether he is or isn't causing people to make do the things that they do then to me that also supports the idea that he's not controlling so i'm thinking of control as in he's a puppet master up there pulling every string and making every move happen like as if he's orchestrating and choreographing every little thing that everyone does is that do we do we think that's what's happening I think it's way more than that. Okay. I think it goes beyond our ability to comprehend as humans. I think that our finite minds um, don't understand or can't comprehend the omnipresence, the omnipotence, you know, of, of God. And yeah, what that on a, the, again, limited by our own vocabulary here, on a quantum level, his influence over the world is through the world maybe that's a better way not over but through Hmm. i mean i definitely agree that on like if we're talking the quantum level that like god's life force energy is the substance of everything that exists it holds everything in existence like christ the word that logos that existed before time that was with god and was god in the beginning was the word and the word was god like right and is it acts where like in him all things have their live and move and have their being yes right and he holds all things together yes i i completely agree with that um, like all the way down to a scientific quantum physics, whatever, way beyond my capacity to understand type of level. Sure. But in that, I still don't think <laughs> that he's up there pulling the strings and manipulating things and making things happen. I think he set them in motion and then he works in our circumstance all the time. Well, like what he's about... constantly in there with us. Well, let me challenge you on that. Okay. Is God limited by time? No. Right. So absolutely, he's not a puppet master because that would mean he's, he would be the one who is, it, it's, it's like a, a, a movie. It's playing out like looking at the numbers on a VCR. Oh boy, I just realized <laughs> there's people who don't even know what a VCR is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the, the counter go across on your Netflix screen, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't, it's, he knows the beginning and every every component nothing is a surprise sure he knows i yeah okay okay yeah he he knows that yep he's already been there and done it right it's there there's not a linear progression to life with the creator okay he just is and because of that he doesn't have to control anything because he is it <laughs> okay he is it okay 
that one's hard for me to that last phrase there he is is hard for me to like bring down into I know because we think so linear don't we see sure yeah you know clearly you and I um love this idea Mm -hmm. we love exploring it and I really believe we're talking the same thing through a different lens but I I think the the idea of what control is is a big stumbling block right and i think it is for a lot of people exactly and that's exactly who i'm thinking about as we have this discussion is people who whether they consciously know it or whether it's just like a subconscious block that they have to why they can relate to god or believe in god or if they do believe in god and follow him like why they're struggling to feel it right now like why the, why it's a struggle for them to not you know if they're totally honest to say, I don't really believe that God's got my back right now or that he's working in the situation. I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Like we all get to that point sometimes. So how to reconcile that for any of the pe- any of those people who are experiencing that struggle? Like how do we reconcile it? That's the type of thing I'm hoping we're getting to. Yeah, we are. But we're going to get there right after we talk about <laughs> Shenandoah Joe. All right. Um, our coffee sponsor for Renegade Atlas. And I'll tell you what, the way you can help us when you listen to this show, help us order a pound of renegade roast or brazilian primavera it's the renegade roast blend that we have um available through them go to our website therenegadeatlas.com go to our sponsors page click on the link go there order a couple of pounds of coffee from shenandoah joe in the promo code when you're going to check out enter renegade and we get a portion of every sale it's how we support the show it's how we do what we do so make sure you do that and um, it's one of the great uh, blessings, I would say, that God has given us, and that's mm. coffee. It's <laughs> definitely a blessing to me. <laughs> so I, 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 if we're getting back on, on point here on this, yeah. may I introduce this idea? Go for it. And that is faith is freeing if you believe God is in control. Okay. Because... Faith is tenuous if you believe you're in control. There's no faith in that. Right, if, if right. You, if you believe that you need to, yeah, yeah, okay. And I think the great, for me at least, the greatest comfort, one of the greatest comforts, and I've had to grow into this in my life through trial, is to believe to have faith and it's getting, I won't say I'm all the way there yet, but I'm so much more free in my life with the faith to know that God is in control. And I mean that almost in a reckless way now. Okay. Yeah. Say what you mean by that exactly as much as you can. God is in control. What does that mean to you? That, um, by living with and for my Lord and savior, he is working through me, having his plan worked out in my life in ways when I used to try and control all my circumstances, I would fail at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the freedom and release that's that I get to experience through that has been phenomenal. And it's because I release to his control in my life. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a stickler here, That's but fine. you haven't moved me off of my, my view of the definition of control. 
just to me, everything you're saying, I agree with, except that I don't believe it's control. Like, I don't think in the way I'm thinking about control, he's not controlling things. And I was thinking of the ultimate example of God intervening in the world when Jesus came, right? He came in the form of man. He lived his life. And then he surrendered and submitted to death, right? And his let's think about from the perspective of his disciples. Sure. Who are like, this is the Messiah. He's here to save us. He's here to restore our nation. He's here to take back over, right? And in their view what of what control looked like it looked like um you know like a military coup a takeover or a victor victorious battle that type of stuff right or even in a day-to-day situation like how do we win and then he goes and he allows himself to be arrested and tortured and beaten and killed exactly you know and he and to me he was living out his whole teaching of don't try to control every situation because even when it looks terrible to you, I'm still going to work out my purposes in it and through it. So I don't have to control it the way you think of control. Like I don't have to replace Caesar with me and step in there and become, you know, the supreme leader of the whole world in the way that you think of it, you know, Um, and even the way he instructed his disciples to that whole thing, turn the other cheek and go the extra mile and all these kind of things was all about submitting and surrendering the not individual, trying to grasp but not control. God. Well, but okay. But so what I'm saying is I think that he allowed these circumstances to play out and he knew how he was going to accomplish his purpose in him. So if you're saying that's control, then I agree. I don't agree that that's the right word to use, but I agree that he was, he was never out of control. So and, can I read the definition of control? Sure. And I don't know, this is just, I just Googled it. I don't know what version this is from. Yeah. Um, it says, the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm looking more at the influence and you're looking more at the direct. I guess so. I mean, I don't think that, I think that Satan does more influencing and God's like, do whatever you want. I'm still going to work out my purposes through it. Like with Job. Well, then, then I would say then that's the direct. Okay. How so? He, he's got the trump card <laughs> yeah yeah but he doesn't have to control the circumstances like he doesn't have to control people's behaviors he can say do what you will i consent to you to use your free will to make whatever decisions good bad right wrong wouldn't you call that influence no i'd call that removing my influence i'd call that allowing wow. things to i'd call that allowing things to play out wow like okay. the prodigal son you know like god didn't say hey you should go take your father's money and go blow it on you know, gambling and whores. I don't, <laughs> no. I don't think, I don't think God was influencing him to do that. I think if anyone was influencing him, it was the enemy. He's saying, you know what you should do? You should like right. float, throw up, flip off your father to, and go. To me, that's the lowest level of, if you will, influence. That's a manipulation, which is a type of influence. I don't, I'm, I'm admit freely admitting that. I think the greatest level of authority in this is the control to work all of it out i think if god's exercising control it's self-control to not step in and just make things now i agree with you on that because like yeah think about all times in the old testament where he restrained from doing what he wanted to do yeah you know but i just think it's like he allows us to go our way and make our mistakes and do all these things that and like you know um even with coronavirus 
that's a little more like a global thing. I don't know if somebody caused that, but it's like it's not a part of his perfect world, right? Like if no, he, when he created not. the world, there weren't diseases like that. No, there were not. <laughs> so, but he's all, it's happening. I don't think he caused it to happen. Like I don't think he sprinkled in a little coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I don't know. You know what I'm With saying? With a lime. <laughs> but but what I but what I do think is happening is that like each individual, a person or as a collective, we can look at and say let's look for how he is working out his purposes through this. It's kind of like looking for the good in the situation, but I think it's more than that. I agree. Right? It's actually having a higher perspective. Totally agree with yeah, you. I just don't think it's control. So I guess maybe that's where we <laughs> come down to. <laughs> I think it really is all about the definition of control. And that's the kind of the ultimate, the uh, original question that we were asking. Yeah. Like when we say God is in control, what do we mean? Because... I think that your definition or the way you're using it, I can agree with. I just don't like that word. But I also think that a lot of people think of it like God is in control, like he shouldn't be allowing these bad things to happen if he's really in control. If he really loves us and he's really all powerful, then why is this and this and that happening? And I'm saying that's not the point. Like that's not the type of control that he uses. How do you, what do you think about that? I agree. Okay, sweet. I like that. Yeah. No, I I think this is a really awesome discussion to have because what I think it does is it gets, it it gets us thinking about what's possible, Hmm. who God is and how he works out his salvation for each of the believers. And you, people can be listening to this right now who have been on that side where they say, if God is Mm -hmm. in control, well, screw God. Right. Because he's not doing a very good job. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And now maybe they can say, wow, maybe there's a whole side of this that I've missed. Oh, right. See, I think it's expanded to the entire human race. Like the spirit was poured out on all flesh. He didn't say to a certain group of people. Like the spirit of God is active in the whole world. And if let's say I'm at a point in my life where I'm doubting God, skeptical, going my own way and whatever. And then 10 years from now, I have this big aha moment, you know, and meet Jesus and have a great experience. And I turn around and look back on my life. And all of a sudden I can see how God was at work in all of it, even when I was unaware of it. Always. Yeah. So it's true for everyone. Every single person. Right. There's no exception to that. Yeah, because he's not leaving anybody out in the cold, even though we might feel like it. He's always inviting. He's always pursuing. He's always working or creating the opportunity, you know, to work through our situations and our circumstances. It's just, are we aware of it? Are we responding to it? So I'd like to go a little bit, uh, take a, a, a dog leg. You're a big golfer, right? <laughs> dog leg, right, yeah. Yeah, so what I wanna do is say, if you're listening to this and you have been running away from God, you're just wasting energy. You, I mean, you continually are turning your back, continually just pushing away from holiness, goodness, glory. I mean, peace, love. Yeah, right. How about that? Yeah, totally. Um, love, joy, and peace. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't feel those things right now, it's a good. Yeah. yeah. And if Stop you're, if and you're doing that, it's maybe time to look to the Lord and yeah. say, yeah. who are you? Yeah. And begin that process of discovering. I think the questions, okay, I was thinking about this. I'm glad this came up because when we ask a question, and I'm not a like a you know brain scientist or a psychology 
you know, major or anything like that. But I was thinking, tell me what you think about this. If you asked me a question, like a subjective type of question that you don't know the answer to, right? So ask me like, what's my favorite thing to do in Kansas City? Okay. What is it? No, ask just, yeah, ask okay. me the question. What's your favorite thing to do in Kansas City? Okay. Now what's in your mind right now? My favorite thing to do in Kansas your City. Your favorite thing to do? Mine. Interesting. Because I was thinking when when we ask a question like that, what happens is our mind goes blank and it's open to hear the answer. So when we ask a question that we genuinely want to know the answer to, we open ourselves up to hearing that answer. And Mm. for a second, our mind is like not focused on anything else, but just waiting to hear what's going to be said. I I think that's true if it's something that we um, we don't have a concept of. Okay. Okay. And let me give you an example. Um, Let's just say you're a math whiz. And I say to you, uh, 10 times 12 times 6 times 40 square root 9. Uh-huh. And you just... 14.9. Okay, you boom. You just nailed it. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Me, I have no concept of what that is. My mind is wide open. Right, there you go. But if I say, hey, Matt, what's your favorite food? Okay. I'm already thinking of ribs. Okay, so any... That's what I'm saying. Like, when we get to the, the, um, the place where we've come to the end of ourselves, right? And I want to relate this back to the, what we were just talking about. Like, what questions are we asking? And when we start asking the questions where we just don't even have an input and all we want to do is hear yeah, the answer, yeah, yeah. our mind and our heart become completely open and empty, for lack of a better word. Not that It's not shut off. It's not, you know, like Eastern meditation, you know, whatever, blank. It's just, it's it's not just emptiness. It's just opened and open and not, there's no presupposed ideas in there. It's just waiting to receive the answer. So if we're going to God and being like, why is this happening? This is, you know, what I see and this is what it's making me believe and it's making me feel angst towards you or, you know, stress in the in my life, all this kind of stuff. I I feel like it's because we're pre-populating the answer to the question rather than going to him and being like, I don't know what's going on. Would you tell me what is happening here? Show me what is your purpose? Like, how are you working? Right? Do you see the difference in the question? Oh, it's I just totally, like totally it. open-ended, totally open-minded. So it's like this. If you go to the Lord and you say, God, why did you allow me to go through that pain? Yeah. What was the purpose in it? Yeah. 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 And you're coming with the chip on your shoulder. You're probably not going to get the answer. Oh, yeah. Like the why me? Why? Yeah. yeah. Right. But if you say, truly, show me. Right. I want to know. Yep. That's when right. the revelation occurs. Right. Which it starts with that whole surrender and like laying down of our will, which goes back to what I was saying about what Jesus is teaching when he's saying, don't try to grasp it. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to control it. Right. Release it all. <laughs> Just kind of surrender to it and ask God to show you what he's doing and then follow that. And then you come into love, joy, peace, patience, and all, and, you know, hope and all these great things. It's a total shift. And that's why I say we're not in control. God is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Had to get the last word in there. (laughs) This is is awesome, though, to to have these types of discussions and to really, you know, when we said the word platitudes, I hope you realize now this is not a platitude. This is how we... You and I, Matt, this is how mm. we work out our life. 
by having these thoughts. And I'll tell you what, tonight yeah. it's going to allow me to go home and go to my father and go to him and say, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to have this time because you revealed more of you to me through the scriptures that you've provided. Oh, yeah. 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 And likewise, right? This is, yeah, the sharpening process. Yeah, you know, when it we really engage is. In it with each other. Yep. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Well, I mean, you know, for those who are listening, I know that we would both love to hear thoughts, questions, responses, anything, any kind of engagement, any kind of discussion that you all would want to have about this, because we do think it's so important and so life-giving when you start to dig in and uncover these answers. Yeah. So email us, guide at the renegadeatlas.com or leave it on our Facebook page, Renegade Atlas. Yep. Okay. All right, everybody, you are all loved and appreciated. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.